Here we go. Welcome to episode 98 of Forging the Journey, where we discuss the joys and struggles of our entrepreneurial journey. I'm Greg Davis. And I'm Jared Dobb. And how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Did you feel that emotional pause there that I, I did? That was, it was to build tension. It, it, it brought tension to me, man. I, my heart stopped for... Hope, uh, you know, hope, hopefully nobody crashed because of the increased tension. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Drama, you are... Yes. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not really, uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is, uh, this has been an interesting year so far. It's proving to be challenging in its own ways. And with some of that stuff we can talk about as we get into the podcast, but in general this week I'm doing well, uh, we've had a lot of meetings and a lot of different team building stuff going on. So I feel like I didn't get a ton completed, but we have quite a few of the new products really well underway and i'm excited to walk down to the shop today to kind of see what people are uh, what our guys are making headway on Um, and aside from that this has been organization week my office is currently filled with all of my files (laughs) because we got new file cabinets some fire rated stuff and emily and i are going through the files and actually creating a system. And that is very much needed at the beginning. You know, when we started TA, we didn't really have much of anything. So there wasn't really a reason to have a system, but as all things happen in life, as things grow and get larger, things get more complicated. You have more people, you have more files, more customers, more vendor applications and other, all kinds of crap. So my office is extremely stressful right now as I'm looking around the stacks of folders. But the other thing that we threw into the mix was the 07 FFL and our SOT. So there's just a lot of extra crap and paperwork and stuff involved in that. So yeah, it's, it's been a lot, but how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Real good. It's uh, we are in a very similar pattern to you guys, which is, which is funny because you know, we always seem to be typically in the same we're in sync. We're in sync. Not in sync like the band, though. Our cycles are in sync. Um, so we are in the middle of a big, uh, of some big, uh, big moves in the shipping area. We're we're working on getting systems in process to be able to start doing like zone shipping with barcode scanners and all this stuff. Um, in the middle of that, we're in the middle of rearranging the machine shop. Again, we have another uh, piece of machinery coming in in the next month or so that that we need to make room for, and uh, and so we're <laughs> it's it's kind of a chain reaction. So we the 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 end process the, the end goal is that that uh, everything in the machine shop basically basically gets except for the machines gets moved around. We and we have to do that, or before we can do that, we need to finish painting one of the uh, kind of a pass-through hallway, but it's also kind of a room. We need to finish painting that and getting the lights in there. So that way Corey can move his desk into that space, but we can't do that until it's, it, there's a, there's a chain effect of things that, that need to happen. So like we have guys painting today and then we're going to start moving stuff and, um, uh, and it's funny that you bring up like the files and stuff. I was thinking the same thing the other day. I've got 
I've got files in my file cabinets that um, definitely need to be organized better. And I think I'm actually going to pass that along to my wife because I think a lot of what's in those files, she's going to start handling for the business. So, um, and honestly, it's kind of a good time for us to do this right now. We were, we were talking before the podcast started here, but um, the industry has seen a little bit of a, of a dip this month. So I told my guys, I was like, I, I'm expecting things to go back up. So let's like, we know we're in a, in a little bit of a slower time here. Let's use this time to, to get things organized and cleaned up and that sort of thing. So two things. One, you talked about a new piece of equipment. Are you able to say anything about that? Uh, yeah, I think I mentioned it before. Uh, we're getting a custom-made automatic oh. clip bender. Yes, I do remember that. That's magazine-fed cool. clip bender. I'm there's super so much about that. so much fud in that one sentence. Oh, yeah, <laughs> magazine clip magazine <laughs> clip bender. <laughs> and um, then the second, what? There was another thing. Oh, there was another thing that you said, and I was going to bring it up, but it's obviously not that important. Hmm. What we think oh, I, I did think of it. So what do you think? I have theories of this. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts. And I, I bet you we're similar, maybe a little different in some aspects. But I agree that I don't think it's just the gun industry either. I think that industries in general, um, unless you're like a really consumer item that's very mainstream, I think that across the board, there's a dip. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just curious what your theory is there. So I've got a few theories on this. Um, one, I think, which, which is funny, when I look at, um, at the year to date, which we're only like eighteen days in, or eighteen days into February, um, so we don't have a whole lot of the year to look at. But when I look at January, January was was really good, and literally February first, it's like a light switch switched. Um, I think there is, um, which isn't too long after, you know, the inauguration and everything. I I think there's with the political shift that we're going through, I think there's people that are just a little uneasy. And so they're, they're kind of holding back and, um, there's talk of another big stimulus. And so, you know, maybe people are, are waiting for, uh, for this, you know, for, for the possibility of stimulus to come out. Um, <clears throat> I also think it's just, it's February, man. Like it's ugly. The whole, it's like, there's a winter storm going through the whole country. Texas is, is covered in ice. Um, you and me, I'm looking, I'm out, out, I'm a winter right now, like six, eight inches of snow. It's still yeah, snowing. Yeah. It's, it's been snowing all night. <clears throat> it's... So it's just, <laughs> it's just kind of ugly this month. Um, I mean, I love the snow, but outside of that, um, just it's kind of weird right now in America, uh, everywhere from weather to politics to, um, you know, sort of thing. And, and I'm going to caveat all that by saying we have yet to have a regular year of business. Uh, it's a mix of just, we're a company in growth. So year after you know, year over year, we have growth. So I can't really compare too much to previous years, except for trying to be above the, the year before. 
Um, and then last year, honestly, I thought, I remember sitting in my office January last year thinking, uh, you know, year, year 2020 is going to be kind of our first year of, of a quote unquote regular year. Uh, the, like all of our current products. So we went last year, we didn't really have any brand new product releases. Um, in March, we released a variant of the Neomag, uh, the, the type G Neomag. So there, like, there was a couple little things that we did, but just, I knew that the year was going to be as normal as, as what we could expect, but then COVID pops off in, in March and everything goes nuts. So I knew going into this year that it was, it was going to be a good year, but there was possibility that it was going to be a down year from last year, just because of how crazy it is. So this, this, there's also a downturn here that I think I was expecting, and maybe everybody was expecting to kind of settle down a little bit this year. So those are, those are some of my thoughts. What's, what's your thoughts? What's going on? I think that there's a holding pattern in some, so I think it's a mix of the societal pressure that people are feeling the current job situation. Uh, and that's affecting consumers as far as what they're spending. And as far as our product line and our industry, I think the politics of it is a, a major, major aspect of it. So put together the situation here, let's, let's say the, uh, the current president and vice president can somehow pass a legitimate assault weapons ban, which assault weapons ban to me would never be legitimate, but let's just say they pass it. Um, a, l- a large portion of people I think would either follow through with the registration if they offer that or turning them in. And so I think there's a, a small aspect of people saying, Holy cow. Like if, if this happens, I'm not even going to be able to be out training. So like these accessories and other things, you know, especially, and I'm kind of speaking on our product. I think that's part of the holding pattern. Ammo is a big deal that we still, you know, who knows when that's going to come back to quote unquote normal, if it ever does. I think that's affecting our, um, company and our products Mm -hmm. and just you know the weather aspect across the country i think that's playing into it i think people are worn out in general i think that the last year has just put a beating on people and people's security and and belief in the economy and i don't know it just there's there's so many compounding little things that i think are leading up to it but I still believe that this year again could be a really good year as we get through into spring and summer. Um, and if they do a stimulus, you know, that artificially will boost, which the thing that sucks about that, the thing I really hate is it's artificial yeah. and you're not going to be able to forecast properly. Mm-hmm. Like if they do this whole 1400 per person, uh, how the heck are you going to forecast 2022? You know, I, so I don't know. I get torn up about it and trying to figure out, you know, what is it? But I think it's just a whole combination of a lot of little things just piling up. Uh, There's definitely, I can feel things shifting in the industry. 
I can feel the unease with certain manufacturers of certain products. Um, like, you know, guys like you and me, our companies aren't going to be regulated with what we are producing. I wouldn't think because it, it's an inert object, but there are people that are wondering, am I going to get my entire company shut down? If there's a quote unquote assault weapons ban, so yeah, there's a lot going on that I think is just adding fuel to the fire. Um, and I still don't fully understand last year why people spent so much money. It it doesn't make sense because like in the spring, right when the stimulus money started going, that made sense. Okay, we had a boost in sales. But we're looking at like October, you know, at the end of the year and having a crazy year. So I'm not sure, but I'm also not an expert. No, neither. Um, it's, uh, you know, it, you know, I think what, my point was saying that, that we've never had a normal year to look at. I think my, my, my point in bringing that up, I forgot to get to, which is maybe January is typically just a down month. <laughs> but but we've never like we've never really been able to experience a normal year to see up and down trends in the year um just because we've kind of been on a constant growth path so if if uh if i'm right in, in thinking that last year or that this year is going to be a down year from last year just because of how how crazy last year was then it's probably going to be down across the board and we're seeing that February is just a slow month. People aren't in the mood to to spend right now, um, you know, like they were. And and I agree with you. I, I I don't quite understand why everybody spent like they did last year. I'm glad they did. And but is is part of it um, because of the stimulus checks that that were coming out and people uh, it is as down as um as jobs were last year there were still a lot of people who you know the majority of, uh, uh, of americans still had had jobs and and frankly like a lot of those people were working from home so they're able to you know, be online more than what they would be if they were at the office. And that, I think that led to the sales. So I think we're seeing, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're seeing people go back to work. And, um, and so their just consumption is going to be less because they're not <clears throat> at home surfing the internet. Uh, so that's just another one of my theories too, but. Yeah, I think that's a, a strong possibility and, you know, the other thing that as I'm just sitting here, I think all of the upheaval and riots and all that stuff, you know, it, it, like 2020 was such a blur, man. When you start breaking down, looking at what we experienced and then trying to forecast through this year, it was so weird. So much stuff happened that would drive people to go buy guns, go get training, you know, so I, it does make sense, but it's just weird. January historically for us has always been, you know, a, a down month. This January was one of our best months to date, which is super weird. 
It just doesn't make any like that's I guess that's my frustration is I'm coming to the realization only only like 40 some days into the year that I'm not going to know how to look at 2022. Hmm. And that's as a numbers guy and somebody who likes to try to have strategy. It's very frustrating. I, I mean, if we have really good growth this year, we're going to do a lot of reinvesting to try to position ourselves even better going into 2022, which is going to help, but it's just going to be hard for me to sit down each quarter and try to wrap up and adjust budgets. It's just, just that little simple fact of, okay, what can we plan throughout the year is going to be like, I have no idea. I I don't even know where this is going to go. Um, but that's the game of business. One reason why I think January is so good is because people got stimulus checks in January. Is that did that happen in mm-hmm. January? It, <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people got six hundred dollars. Well, you know what? You know what drove that for us? It was law enforcement this year. We had we had a huge uptick in departments buying steel targets. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure that, like you said, now that you're saying that, that that probably did help in January. But last year, like I said, we didn't have departments buying steel targets hardly at all. It was yeah. very, very little. This year, <clears throat> I'm getting estimates out like crazy. So that's the other thing that I'm looking at is, okay, maybe this year the consumer aspect dips a little bit, but maybe our professional training facilities, now that they're getting opened back up, uh, maybe – police departments and military units and different government entities that might pick up. So these are the things that I'm, you know, like I don't lose sleep over this and ultimately we, we plan as best as we can forecast and we're just going to make adjustments as we go, but it is really difficult to try to put your finger on the pulse and, and figure it out. But this year is a year, like I said, where we're going to do some power moves regardless, because I think it's important. We've talked about it a million times on the podcast before that you can be really tempted in uncertainty to just kind of lock up and, and just do the same old, same old, but this year there's going to be a lot of products coming out from us. I know you've had time to, in your world, create, and I've been doing that as well. So if nothing else, we'll be hitting different markets and different aspects of the gun gun industry as well as a couple others. And it should diversify what we do a little bit better. Well, that's, that's my goal. And, and really it's been my goal for years, but um, just because I, I experienced it, uh, as soon as we added the Rask, um, and we saw new sales with that, we saw growth. Then we had the Century Strap, and those sell well. And we saw growth with that. Um, like you said, the word diversify. Just you know, for us, I think adding more, more, hopefully successful products to our our line will bring in more sales. And just, yeah, just add more, you know, I'll just add more items to the website for for people to buy. And I, I think that's more than going to offset 
a downturn, you know, if this downturn stays down, you know, uh, you know, we're okay where we're at now. Like if, if every month, you know, turns out to be like February, we'll be okay. Uh, we're not going to see massive growth, but, but we'll be okay. So, but as soon as we add some of these new products, um, and if I keep coming up with cool ideas for custom shops, that's what is going to really pull us up and out of, um, you know, I think it's going to put us financially back to where we were last year when things were just going nuts. So I'm not worried. It's just, it's it, the only thing is it's frustrating just because it takes, it takes time to get new products rolled out. It, it, especially the two new products that I'm working on, I'm relying on some other companies. I have to sub some of this workout and we're still going through pricing and, um, I do have some prototypes ordered from one place for some of the parts. So it's moving forward, but it's just, it, it takes time. That's one of the key things we've been talking about lately at our different marketing meetings is that word diversification. And I'm curious what you think, because I know it's not just you and me. Um, how prevalent do you think that companies that are, just, yeah, I guess, let me try to rephrase that. Do you think many companies in the gun industry, especially, are looking at doing that? At diversifying? Yes. Um, the ones that need to hopefully are. I think if you are, a, if, if you're a gun and ammo manufacturer, like I don't, I honestly don't, I just don't think there's, there's much to worry about. Um, as far like. Yes, I think, you know, our gun rights are are under fire. I don't think they're going to be able to easily get away with the things that they say that, that they want to get away with. Um, so I guess to answer your question, like, I don't want to dive into that uh, that whole thing right now. That could be a whole podcast on its own. But, um, but I think, you know, if you're a gun and ammo manufacturer, like you're sitting high on the hog. You're, you're selling stuff as much as much as you want, so you really don't have to worry too much about that. But I think if you if you're a specialized product and you're not thinking about expanding your uh, your product line, um, I think you're playing with fire at the very least. Like there's, you know, it, hell, it, hell, let's even say like you know what you're talking about with you know, let's say Biden gets an assault weapons and going through for, you know, for, you know, for firearm companies, that's going to be a serious issue. And it just, if you have one thing that you do and one thing that you sell, if there's, if there's either going to be um, just cultural change, that's going to make it not relevant anymore, or there's going to be government control. that's going to make it not relevant anymore. Like that's just a dangerous thing. So, you know, trying to figure out how to divert uh, how diversify and is uh i think is your lifeline so and i don't think people should diversify what they do out of fear it's a mindset that you know for me and i'm only speaking for myself i'm not i'm not talking about what other people should should or you know, should or shouldn't do for me the diversification is really just 
about putting ourselves in a position where if we have to pivot, we can pivot. So it's not, you know, to me, I'm not looking at other companies saying, oh, you have to diversify. What we're looking at within TA Targets is we have these abilities, we have these tools and these capabilities. Is there something else that we could be doing that complements what we already are doing? So it's not a complete turn. I don't want to go like, oh, TA Targets is making steel targets and all of a sudden we're doing like knitting and like something totally not brand relevant. I don't want to be doing that. But, you know, when I think of the firearms industry, I'm thinking, okay, so social media is very throttled back for gun content and other things. It's very hard to, to grow pages. So what other industries could you tap into with another product that possibly gets people onto your site where it's your safe haven for your content and you can reach them and get them into your newsletter and, and consuming content that way. So when I'm thinking of diversifying, I look at it as, you know, we have these capabilities. What can we do with them to further secure the company so that we can continue to take care of our team. It's definitely not something out of fear. I think there's a lot of people I've talked to business owners who in the past were like, Oh, Oh man, Oh my gosh, my sales are dipping. And I, I just, I need to fill my machines. I need to do this, need to do that. need, you know, and they're strung out and going crazy. And I definitely don't think that's the right mindset. I think that having a little, little bit of a prior plan is probably a good idea. But I was just curious what you yeah. thought about that. I mean, I think in general, I think if, if you don't have a growth plan, then you know, you know the what are you doing? <clears throat> you know, if you don't have some idea of, uh, oh, you know, if you don't have a one-year, five-year, ten-year plan, then you're just walking in the dark and <clears throat> and, and hoping for the best. And uh, I know it. It took me years to get to the point where I actually sat down to do that. And we even still, um, at least once a year, kind of go back and revisit that plan and, you know, try to decide where that, where that path goes. I mean, me and Dusty sat down in January and, and came up with some ideas that, that were, that were not on the plan. Just wasn't even in our minds, uh, you know, last year when we sat down to do our five tenure plan, it fits in it, but it's a path that we hadn't thought about then. So, um, and I think, you know, you know, tough times will, it should, you know, make you stop and create a plan and try to figure out, you know, what's the future look like if your current product, your, or something, you know, uh, you know, has a downturn or something. So I, I also think that people should be thinking about collabs. Um, I know for us, like the, the, the few companies that we're working with and doing those collaborations is a big deal for us right now. Like, um, you know, to have those I don't have his collaborations and the, and the business uh, um, transaction going between us and them is going to be, is going to be big and it has been big. So, and it, 
and I'm kind of constantly thinking about, you know, who else can I pull this design in, in with, you know, like on these custom shops, there's a couple new companies that I've, I've reached out to and said, Hey, I've got this idea for our custom shop, Neo Megan Trey. <clears throat> I think this design lends itself to you. What do you think about doing a collab? And, and so far, you know, everybody I've talked to has been, has been all about it. So it's, uh, yeah, so that stuff gets me excited. That's one thing that the unfortunate aspect of what we do doesn't lend itself well to collaborating other than like what we've done with Warrior Poet yeah, so Society. One. <clears throat> but looking at that realistically and saying, okay, can we scale that up? I I don't know. I That's the hard part. Some of the other products, I'll put it this way. We have other products coming that are going to lend themselves extremely well to collaborating. But with our current lineup, it's like this weird dance because I don't want to design target systems. It, it, like, I don't want to, I don't know if that makes, I'm not making any sense. It's very difficult because we have really awesomely engineered systems that do exactly what we need them to do. And it would be hard for me to say what little changes could I make to that system that kind of fine tunes it for these companies, you know, but we do have other partnerships coming and other ideas and, and things going, but yeah, it's uh, it's just a difficult product for me to try to wrap my head around doing that with, but the warrior poet thing has been awesome for us. It's been really enjoyable and we just, Actually, they just put one of our fireboxes up on their site with their logo on it, which is pretty cool. So we have a bunch of those made and we're shipping them out and it's a good time. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think, uh, you know, I was telling you before we, uh, before we started here that like I'm pulling a company in that, that I really like that has nothing to do with our industry whatsoever. And I'm pulling them into one of our collabs just to, because I think, because I was able to fit what they do in with a custom shop. And so there's, you know, there's that there's mutual benefit for us in that company and, um, and just cross pollination. And, and even if a small segment of his followers, uh, you know, come in, check us out and become customers and then, then great. And if, and if the exposure that they get from us, um, you know, hopefully it's beneficial for them too. But even just outside of that, <clears throat> there's a sales transaction. We're going to, you know, we're going to go through them and, and get something to add to a custom shop. So it's, uh, I think it's that sort of stuff that, that we're looking at as well. So, you know, we've got a few, you know, a few things, you know, like with us doing the shop, uh, you know, shop changes and reorganization and stuff like that. <clears throat> the big reason why we're doing that is because I have processes that I want to put in place to become more efficient and efficiency is going to lead to being, you know, to saving money. So, uh, there's things internally that we're doing. There's new products are working on. There's collaborations we're working on. So again, uh, I'm not concerned. I, I was, I was very concerned even earlier this week. Um, but just after kind of getting things rounded up, talking to some other people um, and just kind of stepping back and looking at our plan moving forward, I feel, I feel a lot better about it. Um, 
Yeah, that's all you can do. I mean, it, it's the reality is going through those little low times, you know, getting hit with reality and then trying to pivot and make up some headway. But I think that the products are going to be a big deal for us. Um, the thing I like about what you're doing with collaborating is the fact that you're penetrating into other markets potentially. And honestly, one of the exciting things that happened this week is that Jeep page that I have just passed 10,000 followers on Instagram. Dude, it's like 2015 Instagram. It's amazing. <laughs> just not being in, in a gun regulated uh, content stream. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, so I'll put it this way. We ended up, I put up a story on the Jeep page and this, this goes into the diversifying aspect. And there's a very specific reason why I built that page. And I posted up in the story, you know, some of our capabilities, we have some products that are coming out for off-road vehicles and things like that, which again is a total it's different, but it's something that's, you know, Ethan and I are passionate about. I think that we can make it work, but I posted up that, you know, I, I don't really talk about my Keystone carry page on the Jeep page. I don't really talk about TA targets on the Jeep page. I don't post about guns. Um, it's just been, you know, really cool, clean photos of the Jeep and different. I put story highlights of some how to stuff and, and all that. But this past week, all I did was tag TA targets in the story and say, Hey, by the way, I'm, I'm also part owner over here at TA targets. I'm also Keystone carry. And then I put like five little story pictures just of the steel targets, you know, in a row, the amount of messages and like we ended up getting a ton of followers from that one move, just me cross posting like that. And then having like, I woke up this morning, I have 66 message notifications in the diesel XJ page after those stories. And a ton of them are about the steel targets. And so it just, number one, imagine the growth potential if content around guns wasn't so highly hidden. Um, and number two, if you have the capabilities to branch out in a way that supplements your brand, like I would do it. And, and that's the, uh, and it could be as simple as a page like that. Um, it sounds simple. Okay, go build a page. It's very difficult, but still the cool thing is in that realm of off-road overlanding jeeps those people largely enjoy firearms so there's a crossover market there and that's where i'm looking at ta targets exists in this kind of bubble where can i bleed into if nothing else other than have different pages that associate me as a face of the company and a face of this other page or entity um, so i don't know i'm this year seriously is going to be all about positioning for me and just seeing what we can do it'll be an interesting year um, i i go through spells where you know like you just said at the beginning of the week or, or maybe it was last week you said you kind of you know, had a fearful moment you're worried about it and i go through spells where i i sit back and i'm like man i i don't know how i'm going to do this i don't know how i'm going to make this go but then I get kind of like a second wind. I crank through design drawings and I start thinking of marketing plans and we have team meetings and I get clarity and it's, it's been really cool. But that's one thing I was going to ask you if you've been doing more 
of the team meeting stuff, uh, you know, getting together and, and brainstorming. Cause we've, <clears throat> we have ramped that up so much this year um, with our team. Yeah. It's funny you bring that up. Uh, Monday I am having my team meet me at a local coffee donut shop that has a little, has a little conference room at the, at the back. Um, I'm rounding up the gang and we're going to go, uh, we're going to go meet have, have breakfast. I've got, I've been preparing, um, kind of my, I've been preparing my, been preparing my presentation for for the last week or so and taking time every day to, to kind of sit down and just, and, and pull my thoughts together. Um, I'm actually thinking about trying to record it and I might post it here as a podcast. Um, I'm really excited about it and, um, and the things that we're going to share. And it's really going to be a deep dive. If I do post it, it'll be a pretty deep dive into the internal thought process and mission that, that, that we have here as a, as a company, as a team. Um, I, th I think it'd be interesting for people to listen to. And I think there'll be some, uh, some really beneficial thoughts and, <clears throat> and stuff in that meeting. Um, and I plan on doing this quarterly. I would like to, I'd like to have a recorder sit down and um, take some time with my team. And I've decided that I want to be <clears throat> a lot more, um, a lot more transparent with just the finances of the company. Here's, here's how things are going. Here's how, what we're doing is, is, um, is helping with that or even hurting with it. So we can kind of learn as a team what we need to change and, um, if I do post the podcast, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously not going to include the, the finance side of things, but, um, but yeah, I, I really just, I know how much this team that we have here means like every single person, every, every pair of hands here is pivotal into the success of the company. You know, you know whether it's mopping the floor or it's shipping the product, like, everything here is, is, is so important. So I just want to, that's kind of the gist of what I'm going to be going through with the team is just, um, is looking at kind of what everybody does, looking at the mission statement of the, <clears throat> of the company and how that all, that's how it all applies. And then, um, and then, and then being transparent with everybody of like, here's, here's how things are going in the company. So yeah, that's, that, that's one thing that we're going to, that I'm instituting this year. What's that look like for you guys when you guys do your team meetings? What, what, what do you guys do? Normally I lead the meetings. My seat, my hat is the strategic planning. At the end of the day, I'm very much a out of the box creative thinker. And, you know, whereas Ethan's also a very creative thinker, he's more of the, <clears throat> okay, Jared's got an idea now. I take Jared's basic idea, give feedback, him and I get together. We, you know, whether that's a business plan or whatever, normally I create some concept, whether that's, okay, this is a marketing thing. This is a sales thing. This is a product. This is a business move. And then we sit down and discuss and, and go through it like that. So normally team meetings, it depends what it is. It, if it's very business planning, like, I don't know. Like there's certain aspects where we have the entire team and that's, that's all good. 
there's certain topics that it's just me, Ethan and Kirby because we need to figure things out before bringing the team, excuse me, before bringing the team into it. And the reason why is I'll give you an example. So we're looking at essentially expanding into our second space, which would be a storefront. So rather than have the whole team sit down and entertain this idea all at one time, there's a lot of logistics that have to be looked at from a financial, from a just looking at it from zoning to everything renovations. So like, it doesn't make sense to have 10 people in a room where eight of them are going to have tons of questions. Like, why are we doing a storefront? Why are we doing this? What? So it depends on the topic. If it's a topic that like the finance end of it, I'm not scared to share that stuff with our team. And our team is, I would say largely pretty immersed in the financial aspect. We don't hide things from people. Um, You know, we're not like handing logins out to accounting so that everybody can get their fingers in all the nitty gritty. But, you know, I think there's value if you trust your team and and you have good people, there's value in them understanding the impact that they have on the business. As far as the meetings, they're pretty low key. Like I'm not really a PowerPoint guy. I'm not a, I don't know. I don't do like elaborate presentation presentations. Um, I do have outlines typically where, you know, we, we had a, a team meeting with one of our, one of the guys on our team and looking at implementing him and growing him more in the company. And so there's two other phases that I want to go through with him. And so that went pretty deep. That was an hour and 45 minute meeting, uh, really diving into what is the forecast of this position in the company? What's the job description? Um, so it, it depends, it depends what it is, but I like what you're doing. I think that there's so much value in getting everybody together. And even if like some teams for whatever reason there, and I'm sure, and there are legitimate reasons why owners wouldn't share every aspect of everything, but I think the more you can share to help your team understand the business, Mm -hmm. the better your business potentially could be as long as they're good people. Um, And I know your team and it looks like everybody's legit, except that dusty guy, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I'd trust him that much. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, that's good. And that's, you know, each meeting is going to look different. I, I really want to, in this meeting, give, give, give the chance for everybody to really understand how the business works. You know, I think you need a foundational view of of how the business works, how how selling a product work, how selling a product works, and um, what goes into it, and how and, and how it turns into us getting paid. Because I think a lot of people go to the job thinking I get paid to do this, and that's not the mentality that we need. I think we need the mentality of I do this so that the sales happen. And when those sales happen, I get paid. Like you get paid after things get, get sold, not you get paid to do things to sell products. You know, I, I think there's a mental shift there that you have to make of, of understanding the importance of, of what you do 
um, results in sales and then you get paid. Not, yeah. So um, I'm kind of giving away a lot of my, my points, but I'm just really excited to share, you know, share some of these things with my team um, and, uh, and just kind of pull them into that. Yeah. So I think it'd be good. And then future ones are, you know, might, might be more pointed towards certain, you know, certain, um, uh, I don't know, like it, it, the future ones might be more broad, um, or maybe more about a certain thing. Here's what's going on with the company. Here's what we need to work on or something like that. Um, and, but I agree with you in that, you know, there's that the, You'd be smart about who you pull into what conversation, not because not even so much because you don't want that person to know, but because you don't want to waste people's time. Like there's no point in having fulfillment come to a planning meeting about, you know, you know, about like, um, creating process in the machine shop or something. Yeah. So there's, yeah. Uh, you know, me, Dusty and Nate, meet once a week uh, and that's just kind of to go over what the what the plan is for the week uh, if there's anything that we need to help each other with that week um and just you know make sure we're staying on the same process and i'm actually changing how that how we're doing that too in the past i brought them both in at the same time um because there is some crossover between dusty and and nate but uh moving forward we're going to like i'm just going to bring one of the guys in so I can take a deeper dive with them in, into their job. Because I don't want to... So I'm going to take a deep dive into sales with Dusty. That has nothing to do with Nate and shop management. But I need to be able to take a deeper dive with each of them into their jobs and their responsibilities and stuff. So I'm going to be meeting with, with, with one guy for, I don't know, 15 minutes. We're going to overlap for about 5 to 10 minutes. So if there's anything that we need to... Um, to bring everybody in on, then we can do it in that time. And then the first person leaves and then I can take a deeper dive with the second person. So I think overall it's going to take the same amount of time, uh, but it's going to be more efficient and not going to be wasting people's time. And I'm going to be able to actually take a deeper dive with the guys and into what they do or what I need them to do. So, so one of the things that as we're kind of getting toward the end here, I was thinking of it's just a random question. Um, and I figured I'd throw it at you and see what you think. And, and it's just one of these basic questions. So nothing, nothing too in depth, but when you look at last week, let's say the last week to two weeks, what is one thing you've learned? One thing I've learned the last two weeks within your business, obviously business related, I know I'm throwing you a curveball, but I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I learned a lot of things. Um, I'm trying to think of like one really yeah, good can, one, and I can give if you. you want to start? I'm, yeah, go ahead. What you're thinking? I've just realized how important. So two things. It's reinforced how important our team is for me to even bounce ideas off of. And that's kind of what got me into this question here because I was thinking about this as we were talking about, uh, you know, the team meetings and stuff. So how important the team is for me to process ideas, refine ideas, 
get rid of bad ideas and make better ideas for the growth of the company. Um, and then there was a second one, but either way, that was the biggest thing for me is like, I just, it reinforced the fact that that team is so vitally important that there was a time when I thought that, you know, I could just fly solo and, you know, nobody can stop me and we're going to grow this company and all this other stuff. And, and I'm just realizing that you can do that for a period, but it's only a period, you know, you, you gotta, you've gotta have people around you that you can trust. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's, and if you're somebody listening and it's just you, then find somebody to reach out to. I mean, that's how me and Jared met. I just reached out to Jared. I didn't know him, um, but I knew of of TA, and I knew that they were you know, a company about the same size as ours. So I just reached out, and uh, and like our relationship has been beneficial. You know, hence the podcast. Uh, so yeah, yeah, finding. You know, finding somebody, uh, finding a team that, that you can really count on and rely on that and that 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 really gets the mission is uh is important. Um I think like I could probably say the same thing, but I'll pick something different. Um I think what I'm most excited for this this year, and I realize I've done this backwards. Last year was a big year of growth. I think this year is a big year of understanding. Um, I, I still think we're going to grow this year, but but the thing I'm looking most forward to is just um, a, a deeper understanding of our business and of our, of our finances, of our of our budgets, of, um, of of just all of that. And I've I've come to realize over the last couple of weeks just how important it's going to be for us to know that you know last year we had to grow. And I was like, I had a level of concernment through the whole thing. If you go back and listen to podcasts, I'm sure I said it is like, you know, know, we're we're taking this step to grow, but I'm a little concerned because, because this is, because last year was such a sudden growth that we had no part in creating that, that sudden growth. Like that was a cultural thing. Well, cultural things can, can also shift the other way. So, um, Coming into this year, just expecting it to potentially be be down from last year, just for us to have a better understanding of of uh, of the ins and outs of our of our company, and that's again that's everywhere from uh, finances and budget to to also just a deeper understanding of like website use and um, and consumer um, experience and just how that happens on our website and stuff like that. And that conversion rate. And, you know, we're really taking a deeper dive into, and, and, and trying to understand that as well. Like, I think you had mentioned before, it was last year sometime. And I experienced this, um, when we were apt, I was talking, I think last week about our tour apt, um, like they had a whole department, multiple people just, just working on, um, studying and understanding the customer, like their website 
usage and customers coming in and going and what's their activity and, and stuff like that. Like they, they, they have multiple full-time staff just doing that. And it kind of made me think about how, how important that is to us and how little that we, that we really understand about it. So, um, so I've just like to answer your question over the last, over the last two weeks, the thing that, that I've learned the most is that I need to learn more about these, these aspects of the company. So. Yeah, that's, it always blows my mind when I talk to friends that are leading entire marketing departments at <clears throat> billion dollar businesses, multi-billion dollar businesses, or even just businesses doing tens or hundreds of millions of dollars, these big entities, it just blows my mind looking at the landscape, thinking that we've got just a handful of people here on our team. And these people have handfuls of people in sub departments of major departments that are focusing on these minute tasks that currently I can't focus on. Right. And it just, it makes your mind melt when you think about it. And the value of that is, is real. You know, if we, if you or I could hire an amazing marketing team right now, snap your fingers and you've got every tool to be able to understand your customer, create the content to reach them, the sales strategy to hit them the best at the right time. Yeah. Your company's going to blow up. Like if you have a good product and you, you put those, uh, those aspects together, you're going to grow. And the hard part is we're in this growth phase where there's holding patterns where you have to grow this aspect over here in order to invest in this aspect over here so that you can further grow back in this other area and it's this crazy cycle um and i we go through phases for us where we have some breathing room and we're like cool now we can make a move and then you make the move and you don't have your breathing room anymore and you're like now we got to scale some more and it's just this back and forth cycle uh, but you know something else that i learned this week the last week is i'm kind of addicted to that cycle as weird as that sounds not in like a really bad way I am very happy in this process, even though that it comes with some pain a lot of times, a lot of stress. I enjoy it. I enjoy looking at this problem and trying to solve it. And the problem is you have this business and problems, probably not the right word, but that's, this is what we have in front of us is this puzzle. It's a business and you're creating the strategy to solve the riddle, to solve the puzzle, to figure it out. And you're constantly finding new pieces and trying to figure out how they fit. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm just learning that what used to make me almost depressed and stressed out is kind of like, okay, I didn't see that coming and it sucks, but that's part of this. So now what are we going to do? So, yeah, I was just thinking about this last night and I think about this often. So, but, um, just how rewarding, like the most rewarding thing about, you know, about having your own business is that you get to the, the, the times you win, you earned the times that you lose, you own and you learn from them. And there's just, it's such a reward to like for me just to be, to be self-sufficient 
is exciting and it's also scary, but like me making my living is up to me and my team. Like this is, this, this is all, all us here. And, um, and when we, when we succeed, when we win, when we, when we get those sales, when we, when we close that deal and all those things, like that's, that's us. And, um, and that's us winning. And that's just, that's exciting to win. And I've kind of realized like I'm, I'm addicted to winning (laughs) is, uh, is kind of what it comes down to for me. All right. So we had a little mishap on our end over here. One of, one of my guys was, was working back in the shop, accidentally hit the wrong breaker, killed our Wi-Fi, So it broke off me and Jared's conversation. Luckily we're pretty much done and wrapped up there. So hope you guys enjoyed our conversation. If you guys could please share the podcast with even one other person that you think would find this a beneficial use of their time. We appreciate you spending your time with us today. And we will talk to you guys next time. See you later.